So we sing to you, Lord, because you are good. And we thank you for your promises. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Go ahead, greet your family one more time before we jump into it. Chuck, Mel, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. <clears throat> so, a couple of quick announcements. PJ's Pillows, Popcorn, and Pizza 2. I get nervous saying that even in staff meeting. November 17th, which is this Friday, uh, 5.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., $2 per child, which covers your pizza. Any more questions, head downstairs and see Marky or hi, friend Sharon. Marky's assistant's right here. She, you can help him out, right? Uh, praise God. Praise God. You're the best. Uh, men's breakfast, Saturday, November 18th. That, come on, fellas. Men's breakfast. That's right. Guys, I just want you to know the ladies helped you out. So just saying, it's okay. This Saturday, $3 uh, per person. Rumor is the youth director's teaching that. I don't know, though. We'll see what happens. Uh, we already know about youth dinner and a movie, the 25th. Parents, I apologize for so little details, but Regal Cinema is being super difficult, so I apologize for that. And love, ladies of victory and encouragement, luncheon. Lun Come on, ladies. <clears throat> December 2nd, 1130 to 2, 1130 a.m. to 2 p.m., right? $5 per lady. Uh, I know you guys show out in, in masses, so it's all good. Luncheon, sandwiches and stuff, or like you guys going in and getting ribs and all that? Maybe. Judy's just shaking her head, so we'll see what happens. No? No, maybe. Look, if there's ribs, I'm going to put them off on my head and come out. And I was asked, well, it wasn't asked, but I figured I'd say it anyway. Come out this Sunday and check out the love announcement. You know, some, some funny things going on in there. As Mike B. put it, our ever-growing cast of people who join us with the announcements, we just like to have a good time with it and go from there. So if it is your first time, we encourage you to come back and worship with us. Uh, as you came in tonight, you guys should have been given this card. It says, Give Thanks. I know we didn't do it last year, and that's okay, but we're bringing it back this year. We have these little cards. We're going to ask that you fill them out, two to three, two to three things. Whatever, fill them up, whatever. We're only going to pick two or three, though. It's not because we don't love you. It's just because there's a time restraint. Uh, whatever you are thankful for, whatever you are thankful for, if you get the opportunity to fill it out tonight, not while I'm teaching, uh, just drop it in the offering bucket, all right? So you have tonight and Sunday, and we will read them next Wednesday for our Give Thanks service. Uh, is there going to be communion next week? Communion next week, along with fellowship afterwards and as always pastor always hits a home run with a word so we encourage you to come out next thanksgiving eve please fill these out and uh, we can share with our church family and also christmas spectacular i'm sorry i'm going a little long december yes get excited for this we are so excited we are meeting every other week now and and finalizing everything and, and getting things together and so we just had a meeting yesterday about it and we realized that not too many people have signed up for it and then we kind of realized that that's my bad because in the video, I was kind of like cryptic about it, right? Hey, come out, hang out with us on the 10th. It'll be a good time. I'm not going to tell you anything, right? So Russell apologizes for that. However, the Christmas Spectacular is a new event 
uh, to House on the Rock Family Church. We're very excited to share it with you. This event is going to have indoor ice skating, family photos, which are free, a Christmas movie going on downstairs, uh, kids' crafts, gingerbread houses, relay races, food, we all love food, and a fire truck ride outside. This is all free, my family. This is all free just because we want to love on you guys, right? And you guys are so diligent in your giving, your tithing, and your offering that it only makes sense that we want to give back. Amen? However, in order to do all of this, we need your help. Okay? We need your help. And I understand, oh, Russell, here comes the hook. Chuck called me on that at the start of service. All right? Here we go. There are many ways you can help by volunteering. Tasks will be simple and are only a half hour of your time. Only 30 minutes of your time. Most of the events you can participate in while you're overseeing it for those 30 minutes. Come on, guys. That's right. Help us out. All right, help us out. This is something that we're all excited for. We're all passionate about it, and we're hoping that we can continue to do this or things like it. Amen? Amen? So everybody's going to go out, check out the sign-up sheets, and see where they can help out, right? Right? Okay. Amen. Let's pray real quick. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we honor you. We thank you again that we can just come into your house and just, just be loved on by you, Father. Lord, I thank you that your words will flow tonight, Lord God, that hearts are softened, ears are open, Lord God, and I thank you that no matter what happens, each and every one of us will be changed by the word of God tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. So last week I was downstairs with the students, and we're talking about thankfulness, right? It makes sense. It's November, Thanksgiving, and all that stuff. And so I was talking to the guys, excuse me, the students, about how Jesus healed those guys of leprosy, right? And out of all those guys that he healed, only one of them came back and gave thanks. And so that lesson struck a very in-depth and detailed conversation to the point where kids are writing on full sheets of paper, front and back, on how excited they are and, and things that they're grateful and thankful for in life. Amen? And so it kind of broke out, and from time to time I tease the students every once in a while. Not too bad that it'll break them, but just enough to have some fun with them. And I made this statement very much like what Mike B. has often said is, I'm God's favorite. That's what I'm thankful for. Amen? And so Every time I've been saying that statement since I was 13 years old, and every time that I've ever said I'm God's favorite, I've always had someone jump on my throat and say, that's not how it works. God has no favorites, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I laugh it off, and I just say, oh, that's cool, but I'm God's favorite, so don't sweat it, right? And I go on about my boy, right? So I thought last week would just be a little different. I'm like, these students aren't going to know what to say, so it's no big deal. I'm God's favorite, and out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I had a student drop a truth bomb on me and say, we're all God's favorites. And I, and then I was like, well, praise God. Someone's teaching you real well. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yo, the kid that said that, 13 years old, 13 years old, and he got it. Right off the bat, he didn't take offense to it. He didn't try and deny it. Matter of fact, he just received that for himself. He heard me say something, and it resonated within his spirit, and he reached up, and he claimed that promise. 
right? On Sundays, pastor's been teaching us about the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I'm a firm believer in that this is a kid who may not understand quite what's going on inside, but he knows that he's got the Spirit in him. And he heard something, and he was thankful for it. And he was grateful for it. And so then that got me thinking, like, yo, this is a kid that knows to watch his mouth. M-O-U-F, mouth. Russell, that's not how you spell it. That's okay, because I got the mic tonight. And whenever someone tells you to watch your mouth, you will think of me and put a little F on it and say, watch your mouth. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. If a 13-year-old kid knows to speak God's promises over himself, why don't we? Why don't we receive that? Right? And I mean, it's, it's cliche, right? We're, we're a week away from Thanksgiving, and we're all getting into the spirit now. Surprisingly, I'm fighting the urge to play Christmas music. Pastor, you're rubbing off on me a little bit. You know what I mean? But that, that's the season, right? That, oh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, I'm so thankful, I'm thankful, da 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 But then when no one's looking, or maybe sometimes when a whole bunch of people are looking, we're not really watching what we're saying. We're not really watching what we're saying. Or maybe it goes deeper than that. If you're a believer, right, we're all born again and we've received Jesus in our hearts, which means that we've received the gift of the Spirit, Everybody should be nodding their heads because pastor's been teaching on this. So if, what has he been saying? If we receive the gift of the Spirit, that means that we are guided, that we're not walking alone, we're not doing it alone. But, but why is it that we choose to ignore that little small voice inside our head? Right? Got quiet. I'm sorry, guys. I thought I was just going to have some fun tonight, and, you know, we'll go from there. I didn't mean to get deep that quick. But sometimes we say hurtful things just because we choose to ignore the voice in our head or, or in our heart that says, watch your mouth. Right? Other times we say stupid, mean, foul mouth things just because we don't care. Or we feel like we're justified in saying those things. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through right now. Baby, man, get up, leave me alone. And sometimes that is how we're feeling deep down inside. Sometimes that is how we're feeling deep down inside. And because we're feeling that way inside, we allow all that gunk to come out of our mouth. About 10 years ago, I worked at Target. I had, when the Nazareth store had opened up, I got a job there. I started at 4 a.m., which at the time was kind of miserable, and then I learned to love it because then I had my whole day. And then I ended up transferring to the Rockaway store, and then I was doing overnights. And then overnights morphed back into days, and before I knew it, I was blessed with the opportunity to be the backroom team lead second in charge. But I couldn't enjoy that blessing because I had so much negativity going on in my life at the time that instead of focusing on the few things that God was blessing me with, I chose to focus on the negative. And if you think I'm lying, you can ask my wife because there's a couple times she had to flick me in my lip during those times. Love you, babe. Okay? And so I remember this one specific day 
something, something, again, it was a crazy time, and something really, really bad had happened, and something told me to just call out, but I was like, no, I'm going to go to work, and I went into work, and long story short, I ended up getting into the biggest argument ever with my supervisor at the time. And while I'm going in on her, while I'm telling her off, I'm telling myself I am completely justified for this because what I got going on outside of these walls that she has absolutely nothing to do with, she's going to get it. She's going to get it, and she's she going to learn to watch her mouth when she talks to me. Right? Well, what, what do you think happened after that? Hmm? I got pulled into the office, right? And I was like, oh, here it comes, about to get fired. About to get fired. And through the grace of God, I didn't get fired. I didn't get fired. Matter of fact, I didn't even get a write-up. Through that hard lesson in that office, I was actually able to receive a breakthrough because I was ignoring what God and the Holy Spirit were telling me in those moments to just shut my mouth. And I told myself I was justified on speaking to this person this way when there's never, ever a justification for it. And I chose to ignore what God was telling me in that moment. And I decided to go my own way. And if it wasn't for his grace in that moment, I would have lost my job, which I desperately needed at that point in time. Matthew 12, 33 through 37 says this. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could, you evil, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart, if you're taking notes, if you're reading whatever, underline that, highlight that, circle it if you haven't already. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. For those of you who use the Bible app, in the Bible, these are red letters, which means Jesus said it, and if Jesus said it, that means he meant it. That means we need to keep it close to us. Jesus shows us that not only is it important to watch what our hearts reflect with our words, but it also shows how our heart reflects our love for Christ. This is an indication of what is truly in your heart. We must allow the Holy Spirit to change our attitudes and guide our motives. Amen? So our speech can be cleansed at its source, which takes me to my first point. I know that was a lot of preaching. I didn't even make the first point, but I'm getting good. What? First point, your speech is you. Your speech is you. Verse 33 states, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. Apple, orange, cherry, 
blossom, whatever. I know it's not a fruit. It doesn't matter the type of fruit. It doesn't matter the type of fruit. It doesn't matter the type of tree. If it's good and healthy, if it's good and healthy, so will its fruit be. If it's bad or dead, we already know, right? No fruit. It's the same thing with our words. However the way you speak in everyday life, hear me now. However you speak in everyday life will and does define you. Whatever comes out of your mouth on a daily basis, it defines. How does your speech ID you? Well, if you're a positive person, if you're a motivator, if you're optimistic, if you're an encourager, that's what's going to come out, right? If you're someone who spreads rumors, maybe a liar, maybe too foul with your tongue, maybe even a troublemaker. Hmm. Ask yourself tonight, family, which one are you? Which one are you? What we need to realize and to be honest with ourselves about is that if we are claiming to be followers of Christ, I'm not looking to offend nobody here, okay? But if we are claiming to be followers of Christ, negative vocabulary, a negative mindset, all that junk, gunk, and trash has no dwelling place in our hearts has no dwelling place in our hearts. Guys, it's real easy to come up on here on a Wednesday night, which I thank you for because I know it's the middle of the week. You're all tired. It's real easy to come in here on a Sunday, put on our Sunday best, and maybe our Tuesday best. Say, oh, yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord, brother. Glory to God. Right? It's real easy to put on that show. All that junk. Pastor, I'll say it for you. All that poop. <laughs> oh, she does keep count. God got me. That's okay. I think I have one or two more. <laughs> Praise God. It's got no place. It's got no place. James 3, 5 through 10 says this. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. It can set your whole life on fire for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, fish, dogs if we try hard enough. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. But no one can tame the tongue. I had a typo. I apologize for that. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father and sometimes... It curses those who have been made in the image of God. 
And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. So my brothers and sisters, this is not right. I think it's a trip how in that verse we are told we can tame all types of wild life and animals. And I mean, like, we see it now, right? In 2017, YouTube's full of all these videos. I like the little kitten videos. They're kind of funny. Kind of funny. And I like it when the huskies howl, too. That's, that might be my second favorite. But anyway, we see it, right? We see people who go out into the wild and just hug lions. People swimming with sharks now without the cage? Definitely not. Right? Man, I don't even want to catch a dove with my fingers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. I'm good. But we have all of these skills, or I should say we have the talent to, to invoke all these skills, but yet we can't tame our tongue? And God knows it? And God knows it. Family, when I read that, that hurt me. And I was like, no, nah, God, I can't put that in there. And I got flicked in the lip. And I was like, okay, God, I'm going to put it in there. But you say, Russell, if I can't control my own tongue, then why try? Right? That's the cop out. Right? Well, I've been like this my whole life. So whatever. He still loved me. You're right. He does still love you. That doesn't mean you don't need to watch your mouth. We are not perfect, and we are never going to be perfect. However, with guidance from the Holy Spirit, he will help us gain the self-control needed. And before you try to make an excuse for that, remember that we are fighting the tongue's fire with the strength and power of our Heavenly Father. There is no excuse you can give. No excuse you could come up with right now or if I gave you a year from now to give me that, oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, let's be real, my family. He created the heavens and the earth, and he made us in his image. So with him and through him, all things are possible. Amen? If this is an area of your life that needs cleaning or work, then it's your responsibility. I shouldn't have pointed my finger when I said that. I'm sorry, y'all. Then it's your responsibility to ask and seek God to help you be accountable. Come on, Russell. Stop it. Nope. Can't do it, y'all. Can't do it. Can't do it. Take it one step further. Take it one step further. And matter of fact, I challenge each and every one of you, and that goes double for me, to let God move through you in that sense. And when you go to him and you ask him to help you in that area, to work on that area, whatever it may be, then I challenge you to do this. Ask him to give you the strength to make your brothers and sisters accountable too. I can't tell them how to live their life. Nobody's telling you how to live your life or encouraging you to tell other people how to live their life. But I am encouraging you to live for God. Man, I'm moving. I'm going to get home at a good time. Let's see what happens. 
maybe. Do we even realize how we contradict our speech? Do we? I know that there'll be times that I'll be talking to my wife and I'll be like, oh, yeah, Jesus, woo! He said we're going to walk on water tomorrow. And then in the next, she's like, yo, what did you just say? I'm like, well, what did you just say? Well, and then I get a little scared, right, because my wife is pretty strong. and So, you know, I just say I'm sorry and then we go from there, right? But do we realize how we contradict our speech? And jumping back to it, especially during the holiday season. Especially during the holiday season. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Goodwill towards everybody. Woo! Free pies next week. Praise God. But, but, when we get cut off in that parking lot next Friday, hmm? Hmm? Or we didn't grab the last Power Ranger action figure that we needed for our kid or grandkid, right? Hmm, everybody getting a little quiet now. Or maybe, maybe during the holiday dinners, you burnt everybody's favorite dish. Oh, okay. That's why I stay out of the kitchen. What comes out during those moments? What's said or done during those moments? Hmm? What starts to flow from your mouth then, guys? Yo, keep it real, I bet praying in tongues is the last thing on your mind. I mean, we are made in God's perfect image, amen? Right? We are made in God's perfect image, and he works to change us from the inside out, right? Praise him for that. Praise him for that. My second point, your speech shows your heart. Matthew 12, 34 through, 12, 34 through 35 states this. You brood of snakes. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Fam, this is simple. If you have good in your heart and the purest of intentions, that's what's going to flow from your mouth. That is what will flow from your mouth. If you're always angry, bitter, poor attitude towards everything, you refuse to acknowledge the good that is going on in your life, we already know it's going to flow. And that's when I hope you remember the title of this message, Watch Your Mouth. To allow God to change the negative, we must be willing to hear from God. But to hear from God, we need to have the ability to hear. Guys, what this means is, if you're always disconnected, making excuses, not allowing for opportunity to hear from God or the Holy Spirit, well, that means you can't fix whatever's wrong with your mouth in your life. It applies in everything. 
two weeks ago I called you, right? Two weeks ago I should have warned you. I, I got you. I got you. got you. Because you know I love you guys that much. About two weeks ago, it was a Sunday morning. I came walking into the sanctuary, and I saw Sharon and Bill talking to my mama. Right? Y'all already started laughing. Oh, Mary. Right? Right? So I saw them talking to her, and, and always eager to take an opportunity to give my mom a hard time. I ran over, and that's what I proceeded to do. I proceeded to give my mother a hard time. And what I didn't realize was is the fact that the way that my mother and I joked back and forth was misinterpreted by Bill and Sharon, who I love and respect very much. Again, this was at the start of Sunday service, so we went through, we're like, woo, Jesus. Brian said, y'all, we laughed. Pastor gave us some accountability on the Holy Spirit, and then we went home, right? So Monday morning, I get up out of bed, and I'm like, ooh, that was good. I'm going to start praying. So I start praying right here, right here. I was hearing that voice saying, you need to call Sharon and apologize. I was like, yeah. Jesus, you're tripping. I ain't did nothing wrong. Sharon, that's my homie. I, she know I was just playing around. Come on, God, let's finish this conversation. So I proceeded to try and ignore what God was telling me to do in that moment. To the point to where I was feeling a, a literal tug that I needed to pick up my phone and call her and apologize. To the point to where I received no peace from it. And I said, you know what, God? I'm going to do it, okay? You're telling me I got to watch my mouth. And I'm getting ready to teach on it. So fine, I'll do it. But when she says, no big deal, I'm going to say, ha, told you so. No, I wasn't ready. Call Sharon. I said, hey, just wanted to let you know. Yesterday, I was just kind of joking around a little bit, but... If I had said or did anything in that moment that upset you, I apologize. And she was like, well, actually. What? Holy Spirit, you knew what you were talking about? What? Yo, I had to eat that. I had to eat that. But that's okay. That's okay. Love you guys. Get plugged in. Set time aside to hear from what God is trying to tell you. Listen to that voice. Russell, every time you get in front of us, you say that. Yeah. That's what we do as believers. We listen to that voice. We get plugged in. We get connected. You think pastors just teaching on the Holy Spirit? Just come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. He's telling us that for our own benefit. So we get plugged in. So we get connected. So we don't go through our own eyes, through our own sight, any of that junk. And we choose to walk through what God has for us. So you don't have to call up your friends and say, hey, yo, I'm sorry. That was a real good moment to clap, but it's okay. I just wanted water. I just wanted water. Second, we must have faith and use our faith. Well, 
by doing what we are taught and encouraged to do week in and week out, constantly growing in his word so that when our words, okay, growing in his word, so when our words try to pervert our speech or thoughts, we know how to stand strong against those attacks. We know how to stand strong against the enemy. Takes me to my third point. You guys can come on up. Family, all eyes are on you. All eyes are on you. When you walk into a place, store, gym, whatever, and someone looks at you, and they say, you a Christian? That ever happened as soon as you walk in? Hey, you a Christian? Man. That's okay. That's okay. We need to embrace that because all eyes are on us for good reason. That's the way he's ordained it. Matthew 5, 13 says, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make, make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Family, hear this, and I'm closing. If seasoning loses its flavor, then what's the point of using it? If Christians make no effort to affect change in the world, what's the point? We shouldn't blend into the world or act like those in it. Instead, instead, God has called us to affect those around us positively, just as seasoning brings out the best flavors in food. We have an important role to play because we are the salt of the earth. Salt preserves, and Christians help preserve what is good in this culture. We can bring a distinct flavor, God's flavor, God's value to all of life. But we can't and won't if we don't allow change to take root. If you are taking notes and you have written nothing down, please write this. Our lives as Christians should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. That's what we should be doing. And that is what we are encouraged to do week in and week out. Close your eyes and bow your head. First, I'm going to pray for us. And then here at House on the Rock Family Church, we never close out a service without giving someone the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Let's say I'm going to pray, and then we're going to say a second prayer. Just keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed. Father God, I pray for each and every one of us in your house tonight. Father, I pray that we receive that word, that we, that we make non-believers question their disbelief. And I pray that you equip each and every one of us. You know what, Lord, you've already equipped us. I pray that we choose to walk through that, that we listen to your guidance through the Holy Spirit. 
and that we affect positive change out in the world. If there's anybody in here today, you may sit there and say, I do not know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But I want to. I want to receive everything that it is that he has for me. I want him to take control. I want to follow his voice in everything that I do just because doing it my way isn't working anymore. If there's anyone in no one's looking around. I'm just going to ask you to quietly slip your hand. Or you may sit there and say, you know what, Russell? I accepted, but I kind of fell off a little bit. But I want it back. I want to be that person. If that's you here tonight, go ahead and put your hand up. Praise God, I have to believe that we're all believers and that we are saved by his love and grace. Amen? Amen. Let's give God a round of applause. Guys. I'm going to pray one more time. They're going to play and sing. If you want to worship one last time, by all